Today on the show, I'm happy to have Christopher Sisai. He's the co-founder of Kydex. They're affordable wind turbines for off-grid housing in rural projects. So you started with some crash testing. Yeah, so Kydex, we were doing uh, flying wind turbines, hence the name Kites. And we were doing a lot of crashing, I would say, with the small prototypes and stuff like this. And then at that one point, we, uh, we saw that this is not going to work for us. So we set out to say, what are the learnings that we are on? What are the technology that we have developed here? And it's anchoring forces uh, in the ground and doing wind power. That's what we are good at. And then we actually made this, you could call it a hybrid system between traditional wind turbines and flying wind turbines. Uh, and then we are just much quicker to market because we have a tower, so the kites don't crash. Uh, they don't fall to the ground and destroy themselves. Now we can, uh, it's much easier for us to do the control systems and all of this. So it's still a flying device, but what now it's, it's attached to somewhat of a standard turbine look? Yeah, so what we, uh, what we are doing is that we, we have a super lightweight tower that are anchored that is tethered to the ground. So we have a, I don't know if you are familiar with Dyneema lines. It's a polyethylene fiber and it's eight times stronger than steel. So if we, and then we take some ground screws, we screw that into the ground. We do a tension structure similar to a sailboat's mast. That's basically the tower. That's also a pretty light structure. Uh, and then we put the turbine on top of this, but we have guy lines down to the ground, anchoring the forces of our winter with this ultra high weight, high, uh, high strength fiber uh, that we are using. And then we can save 90% of the materials compared to a traditional turbine. And our aim is also to make it around at the moment, we, we think we can make turbines four times cheaper. Uh, and we are talking, and what we are doing at the moment is super small scale turbines. They are small portable ones for camping, but we also have a, we also are developing a larger household size turbine. And that's the, that's our mission, you could say, to get some green electricity out there for people to have them at their own place. And now with the green transition and all this, we want all want, everybody wants electric cars, heat pumps. We're all going to have this in the future. So if you have a rural farm or small house stead, then, then it's for you. And that's what we are doing. But yeah, we have failed a lot getting to this point, I would say. We have tons of videos of both crashing the flying wind turbines that we made. Then we made this pivot. And we have also a ton of videos of turbines spinning out of control, throwing, uh, throwing plastic components out and falling to the ground. And it's just about the philosophy on how we are developing things is we will take something and just implement it really quickly and see if it fails basically. So if we can iterate and test and iterate and test, then we can, then we can basically be quick. That's, that's what we're doing. With the technology being so much more efficient than the standard wind turbines, what are the biggest roadblocks to getting it out there and deployed? That's a good, that's a good point. I think at the moment it's actually, when you see the turbine, you can go to our website, kydex.tech and see it, CH, and it looks different than traditional turbine, it looks like a super flimsy structure, you could say. I used to call it the spaghetti turbine. <laughs> it doesn't look like it can hold much, but we are using these lines that are just so rigid. So my background, I'm a kite surfer. I learned to kite surf when I was a little kid, standing on the beach and seeing kite surfers fly and know oh, this is something that I want one, one day. And then I pursued that. And that, that is the same technology. There's these lines that, that are enabling that. You can have a guy 20 meters in the air under this kite suspended by these two millimeter thick lines. And that's just amazing that when you have a structure and if, when you have forces in tension, then you can make it super efficient. And that's basically the, uh, the thing. And so do you have videos of these flight tests? 
can we go and see all the crash tests happening? Uh, yeah, we have some on, I think the best we are sharing some of it is on our LinkedIn site. And we also, I think we have a few on YouTube. There is one on YouTube that I know that's the uh, flying one that's, uh, that is spinning out of control and crashing. But I guess I could upload something soon. That should be uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, well, that's YouTube channel. Yeah. When you're developing something new like this, you got to expect there's going to be a lot of crashes and failures and learnings and reinventing the product. Mm -hmm. so that's the fun part though. It's you get something from every crash and you figure out what to do next. Yeah. That's the thing, right? You learn from every mistake. So if we can just fail rapidly and then we fix, we fail and then we fix and then we fail and then we fix. So we just take small incremental steps. If it's just the, the failing is just part of the process to getting there. Right. And that's what we are. People are often a little bit afraid of failing, I think. But if you can just fail in an efficient way and learn from it, then you will progressively gain more insights all the time. So you might see this, ah, you're failing this one step back, but then you learn something new and then you can actually take two steps forward. And if you're just doing that, then I think you can really, you can push it far. Yeah. So we, it's this maybe a little bit naive entrepreneur mindset of going into a project and hearing about this cannot be done. But it actually can be. Maybe you are a little bit naive, but you just push through all the obstacles just one by one. And that's, yeah, that's what we are trying to. If you had to make a prediction on when a technology like this could be seen in a residential format, are mm -hmm. we 10 years or 20 years away? What do you think? No, no, I think our ambition is to have it much sooner. I think next year we will have a small prototype at a test site. Maybe it will not be fully functional or grid connected yet. But the year after, I'm expecting we should go into trials for it. We have started, when we set out to do this, the camper turbines. They're, these are not, they're not going to make a green impact in the world. But we said, what is the smallest scale that we can build this on to make it actually viable for some people? So we saw an opportunity in the camping market. And then we pursued that. And now it's time to scale the technology. We build it so, so it can scale in the long run. That's part of the, the vision that has always been. So we build the smallest product that can function. Then it, we develop it so that it, if you break a small thing, then it's much cheaper than breaking something large and expensive. It's also less dangerous, and you can push more quickly through the iteration process of the, the development. And so build it as small as possible, but still in a, finding a niche market and targeting that, and then develop the technology, develop all the firmware, the control systems, what infrastructure are we going to need for pitching blades and all of this. Yeah. So build small and then scale, find a niche to tag and target that. And that's our technology. That's our, that's, that has been the strategy uh, for us. Is there a major software component to this as well? Yes, I would say so. So I often call our turbine and because an unholy unity of, of a drone and a wind turbine and a 3D printer. We are using, we are using bills with 3D printers and stable motors, and we are using IMUs and, and hardware you're using from drones. And then it's a wind turbine, basically, right? We are sampling a 200 hertz, 200 times every second for some of the control loops that the turbine is running on, similar to a drone. And when we have this lightweight structure, the inertia is very small in it. So it can spin out of control in half a second. It can spin up and, and crash. And we have had that happen a bunch of times, but we have a fail-safe system now that if it spins up, then we can just cut some power and the blades will automatically pitch up. And yeah, it took also a long time to, to, uh, to see that and a bunch of spin-outs. <laughs> I would think. 
So if somebody wanted to learn more about the tech or, or get in touch, how could they do so? The best way uh, would be to go to our website, kitex, in one, one word, kite, flying a kite, dot kitex, dot tech, like technology, T-E-C-H. Uh, or you can find us on LinkedIn and get in touch there. That's also an approach, I would say. Thank you, Chris, for coming on the show and everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. If you like the show, make sure to give us a five-star review. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.